0: So instead of feeling like my to-do list was constantly competing with those priorities, I thought, how can I leverage this in a way that actually improves my relationships? Welcome to the Incremental Upgrade. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I know what it's like to feel frustrated when things aren't quite working out the way you had in mind. Luckily, I figured out that big changes come one small win at a time and mindset makes everything easier. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, I can relate. And it's such a good feeling to let it all unfold one inspired action at a time. So that's what I have for you. Something simple you can do for your healthy, happy life today. Well, hello and welcome to the incremental upgrade podcast. Welcome, especially to first time listeners. If this is your first time joining us today, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here. Or if you came straight from our quick win intro episode, or maybe are losing the weight and keeping it off the first full episode. Awesome. Thank you so much for sticking around. I am so, so happy that you are here. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and my incremental upgrade of the day today, which is not the one that I was originally planning on sharing with you, but I noticed as I was editing that first episode that I could hear my microphone cord moving around as I was recording, standing up, and old Jen, ego Jen, said to me that this is imperfect. You must redo it. Imperfect is not good enough for your amazing listeners. And now you have to start all over. And I felt really defeated about that. And that is a mindset pattern that I am really, really working on shifting. So I did my best to take my advice to all of you in the last episode, which is to give ourselves some compassion, give ourselves some grace, and realize that not everything has to be perfect. Imperfect is okay, imperfect is allowed. So I instead chose to make the incremental upgrade of adding a boom arm to my setup over here so that you would not hear my microphone cord swishing around. So I hope that results in a better experience for you. The original thing that I was planning on sharing with you, my incremental upgrade of the day today that is more related to our topic, is that I posted in my neighborhood community forum asking for recommendations for a housekeeper, because I live in a lovely little apartment community, but cleaning this lovely little apartment and pretty much every home I have ever had is the bane of my existence I love decluttering, I absolutely love organizing, I love keeping my space tidy, but the actual cleaning, you know, vacuuming, mopping, scrubbing toilets, all of that, uh, I absolutely Hate it. So, in the spirit of today's episode, where we're looking at things that we really enjoy doing that are high priority uh, and making time for those things and eliminating things that maybe are uh, things that we do not enjoy doing, don't want to do, I decided that that was something that I was going to look into. And I wanted to share with you that what I did not put on my to do list today was to full on hire someone, right? Because sometimes decisions. Take time, and that was not my full on priority today. My bigger priority was to record this episode. So I thought, all right, I'm going to take one tiny baby step on this to let the universe know that I'm serious so that I know that there is some momentum happening there, that I'm on my way to releasing this thing that no longer serves me. And that is enough for today. So that was the tiny little piece of that that I had on my to do list today. And I absolutely love to do lists. So I am super excited about today's episode because it's really all about making time for what matters, right? Finding ways to focus on the things that are really most important to us and also free up our mental bandwidth because I think we often feel so totally overwhelmed by the number of things that we have to do in a given day. And it's unsustainable and unachievable. And we end up feeling really disappointed in ourselves at the end of the day. And that is a sad place to be. So, in the spirit of cultivating that self-love, and that contentment. In today's episode, I have for you my absolute favorite time management tool that has really, really helped me feel accomplished at the end of a given day, but also like I'm living in alignment with the things that are most important to me, which is a pairing that eluded me for a very long time. I also have for you a technique you can use to prioritize your to-do list in a way that aligns with your inclination to be productive. If you're anything like me, you just love checking those boxes on a to-do list. That feels so good, and that's okay. So um, we're going to look at how you can prioritize the things that are most important to you so that it's honoring those deep down intentions about uh, what where you really want to be spending your time. Lastly, we're also going to look at three alternatives to doing things on your to-do list, like so as in alternatives to actually doing them in order to free up your mental bandwidth. And the reason I feel so strongly about this and the reason I've been on such a journey with this is that I was self-employed for a very long time for for most of my career. And it was really difficult for me to find a work-life balance because my office was literally my living room. I didn't even have a couch for several years. I just had my desk. And so I felt a ton of guilt pretty much constantly around Feeling like my family was competing with my work, right? If I was working, I felt guilty that I should be spending time with my family. If I was spending time with my family, I felt distracted by feeling like there was something I should be doing for work. And I know that is a really difficult balance for a lot of us to strike, especially as we're in this age where more and more of us are working from home. And I noticed when I was doing the interviews with my friends that inspired uh, this podcast to a large extent that uh, not only do a lot of them actually have ADD, but several were saying that they felt like they had ADD because they just could not remember all of the things. And I want you to know that that is okay, right? That does not mean there is anything wrong with you. We are bombarded with a level of information that. Our brains are just not designed to handle. Our brains are not designed to do two things at once or to remember the gazillion things that we need to do to live in the world that we live in. So please do not feel like there is something wrong with you if you feel like you cannot remember all of those things. And that brings me to my clarity question that I have for you today. I often like to bring these up at the end of an episode, but I wanted to bring this one up at the beginning so that you could be keeping it in mind as we're looking at some of the specific techniques that we're going to talk about today. And that question is, what really matters to me that I'm not making enough time for? There is no right or wrong answer and your answer might evolve over time. So don't feel like it has to be spending more time with your family, that's certainly a worthy goal, But what might come up for you is that, you know, hey, I'd like to spend more time working on myself. I'd like to make time for myself to exercise. I'd like to make sure that I go to sleep earlier. I'd like to make sure that I have time to work on my side hustle project that seems to keep eluding me and getting eaten by all of these other balls that I have in the air. So whatever comes up for you, that is totally fine. The last time I asked myself this question, what came up for me was this podcast, because this is something that I was really excited about doing. This is a passion project for me, but because it was a passion project, it kept taking a backseat to my day job and my side hustle that I use to supplement my income right now and my parenting priorities and exercising and all of these other things that demand my time. But I thought, you know, if I don't make time for this, it's never going to happen. So the question then becomes how can we take a one time action that's going to make it easier for us to honor whatever that intention is in the long run and enter? my favorite tool that I'm so excited to share with you, which is the Todoist app. It is my absolute favorite app of all time. I really feel like it has helped me honor my intentions when it comes to living a healthy, happy life. I cannot speak highly of it enough. And it's also not the only to-do list app I use. So it's okay to have different apps that you use for different purposes. As a quick side note, you know, I use Easy note for recurring things like my grocery list and travel packing lists. And I also keep my day jobs to-do list on a separate work calendar that lives on my desk at school uh, to try to keep those work-life boundaries. So there is definitely flexibility in this approach. But when it comes to honoring your personal priorities and making time for the things that matter to you and also increasing your mental bandwidth and not feeling like you have to remember all of the things all of the time, the Todoist app is absolutely amazing. And also it is free. So this was the most transformational for me, I think, when I was self employed and was starting to carry a lot of guilt around thinking, you know, when I asked myself that question about, you know, what really matters to me that I'm not making enough time for? And I knew deep down that it was my family and my relationships. So instead of feeling like my to do list was constantly competing with those priorities, I thought, how can I leverage this in a way that actually improves my relationships? And some examples of things that I did that, you may adopt and make your own. I added playtime on my to do list with my daughter, and I added that as a higher priority thing so that I would know when I took that time to play with her that I was doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing in that moment. And I feel like that's really improved my relationship with her. It's made me a much more present parent. That's something that. I now look forward to. So that is a recurring task on my to-do list every day that she is with me. Every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I have on my list to play with her spending at least 30 minutes doing whatever it is that she would like to do. And that's been such a fun little window into the way her little mind works. And I absolutely love it. Another thing that I've added to the to-do list is to schedule date nights with my partner. That is something that we really value that is really important to me and really important to him. And so on the first of every month, it pops up on my to-do list to schedule that month's date night. So I make reservations for every single Friday, and then we always have that to look forward to. Another one that I put on my to do list as a recurring priority was to call my parents. You know, I felt like I didn't have as much of a relationship with them as I would have liked to have had a few years ago, in particular. You know, I live in Arizona, they live on the East Coast. We don't get to spend a ton of time together. And then when I would call, I felt like I was often hearing a lot of complaining about the fact that I didn't call very often, which then made me not want to call very often. And it just became this cycle of, Frustration. So, what I did to try to alleviate that was to put on my to do list to call mom and dad every Saturday. And now that's something that I can actually look forward to and enjoy. And I feel like those relationships have improved a lot as a result. I've also started putting birthdays on my to do list. And this is something that by using recurring tasks, right, we can also free up a lot of that mental bandwidth. I put, the, you know, for people who are most important to me, I put their birthdays as a recurring task on my to-do list, right? Wish, uh, you know, wish her a happy birthday every December 3rd. That's something that is important to me. I put all of my students' birthdays on my to-do list so that I remember to reach out to them on that day without having to just keep all those little tiny details in the back of my mind because our brains just don't work like that. When I set out to honor my intention to make this podcast more of a priority, I added to my to-do list to work on the incremental upgrade every Wednesday night and every Saturday morning, because that was the time that I had to do it And now I don't have to feel guilty for not working on it on Mondays when I'm choosing to spend time with my daughter instead or not doing it on Thursdays when I'm tutoring because I want to be fully present with those kids and that income is an important part of my life right now. So on a practical standpoint, one of the reasons that I absolutely love the Todoist app is that that makes it so, so easy to do this because it has these little priority flags, one, two, and three, and you can sort your to-do list in priority order. So certainly make this work for you however feels best to you. It's always adjustable. But the way I've made it work really well for me is to use that priority one, right? that red flag, things that show up at the very top. I only have two things and it used to be one but uh, the two things are number one to take my gratitude walk and number two to take my probiotic that lives in the refrigerator because otherwise I would forget because if it's not right in front of my face it does not exist to me and that helps me remember. But that gratitude walk is such a joyful part of my day. It's something that really sets me up for success in that it starts my day in a really joyful mindset, moving my body and thinking about the things that I'm grateful for, and why. And if you'd like to try that practice, I highly, highly recommend it. But what I would ultimately encourage you to do is to make that job one in your day, something that is for you, whether that's exercise or meditation or journaling or reading or stretching or whatever feels good to you to give yourself permission to do that first thing in the morning. You deserve that. And I find that doing that one thing for myself first thing in the morning makes everything else easier as the day goes on. Then priority two things for me would be things that absolutely have to be done that day. So for me, that includes exercise, that is a non-negotiable part of my day. It would also include any appointments I have that must happen that particular day, or it would also include things that honor my most important relationships, right? So spending time with my family, if I've agreed to spend time with a friend that day, that would be a priority too. And it would also include working on this podcast. So whatever inspired action step I have chosen is my next priority that I have set for the next upcoming Wednesday night or Saturday morning, that would also appear as a priority two, as a non-negotiable thing that I must work on that day. Finally, the priority three would be things that would be nice to get done, that would be great, or if there's something that I know happens in the evening that I just cannot knock out earlier in the day. So, that might be going to the grocery store or doing laundry or vacuuming or returning a library book or packing for a trip coming up, unless, of course, I've deferred it until the absolute last minute. But you get the idea. Now, obviously, my day is going to look a lot different than yours, and that's okay. But if you choose to try this technique, I would so highly recommend using those priority flags to your advantage because. I remember when my to-do list used to be only a paper list of just all of the things and it would be like 50 things on the list. And so in order to feel like I was being productive, I would often choose the quickest, easiest things. And I would do those little quick tick things that didn't really move the needle on the things that were most important, just to feel like I was crossing something off the list. And that often would happen at the expense of the things that I really wanted to accomplish. So by using those priority flags, it's really helped me focus first on the things that I want to prioritize deep down. Which brings me to the three alternatives to actually doing the things on your to-do list. You don't have to do all of the things. And this was something I discovered in another book that I really enjoyed called The Power of Focus. And my big takeaway from that book was that you have choices when it comes to what you choose to do in a given day, right? You can do it. That is one of the choices, but you have four total Ds. So you can do it, you can defer it you can delegate it, or you can delete it. So when it comes to deferring it, if when I start my day, and I open up that Todoist app, and I see that my list is a mile long, and I have 30 things on the list. And it's just, I know that that is not going to happen. What I can do is change the date on some of those things. And I can do that in like two taps, right? So if I know, I don't have time to do laundry today, that's not happening, I can tap that task and just switch it to Saturday when I know I'm going to have more time. And you also reserve the right to defer something multiple times, right? So you can keep moving something. If it's really not that important, you might move it multiple times and even end up deleting it in the long run. This also works really well when you think of something that has to be done, but it does not have to happen right that moment. You can add it to your list and type in with it the date that you are guesstimating that you want to take care of it so that you can clear it from your mind in the meantime so this is an awesome solution when it comes to life admin right so I randomly remembered while I was at work the other day that there was a doctor appointment I needed to reschedule. It was not a good time to make that call. The office was not open anyway, and that's okay. So I opened up my to-do list app while it was fresh in my memory and wrote to call and reschedule that appointment on Monday, right the following Monday, and that will pop up for me on Monday. And in the meantime, I don't have to worry about it. This is also really awesome for recurring tasks when it comes to life admin. So for example, I have on there schedule my well woman exam every July 1st, right? So that pops up on my to do list every July 1st. It's something that takes me two seconds to do. And in the meantime, I don't have to worry about it. There are other little things that I just otherwise would forget, right? So Every January, I have to change my W-4 because I take turns adding my daughter as a dependent on my tax return. And if that did not pop up on my to-do list every January 3rd to change that, it absolutely would not happen. So that was something that took me two seconds to add to my to-do list. And now I never have to worry about forgetting it ever again. So I have much more mental bandwidth for the things on my list that I actually want to do. This also works really well if there's something that is a little bit of a longer term thing, or maybe there are multiple steps, right? So my tax return, I have the pieces of that all as subtasks, and those will pop up for me in an order that makes sense. And in the meantime, I don't have to worry about it. Lastly, this works really well for recurring, maybe weekly tasks. For example, I do a food prep-a-thon, a a big cook-a-thon every single Sunday. I prep all of my lunches for the entire week and often even some of my dinner. It takes me like two hours. And by having that on my to-do list for every Sunday, I know that I am honoring that priority to eat healthfully by having that on my list and having that expectation for myself. Next up, you also reserve the right to delegate things on your list. It is okay to ask for help. So from a practical standpoint, what this looks like for me is inside Todoist, I actually have two separate projects and one of them is my honeydew list. These are things that I ask my husband to help me with because often on Saturdays, he will offer to help. He is amazing about things like that. He'll say, you know, what can I do for you? And I want to be able to have an answer for him because I do need help. We all need help. And that is not a weakness. That is something that you are allowed to receive. So um, maybe yours might not be a honey-do list, right? You might be delegating things to someone else, but I will often move things off of my list onto the one that I have for him if I know that it's something that he is able to do for me because that makes my life a lot easier. I also have a to-do list for the universe because there are some things that I really want to happen or that I need to happen. And I have exhausted the action that I can take. And now it's just in the universe's hands on whether it's going to happen or not. And it can create a ton of frustration for me to feel like that is occupying my mental bandwidth. So if I put on my to-do list for the universe to send my tax refund after I know that I have done everything that I can do to make that happen, then I just don't feel like I have to worry about it anymore. And it's also kind of fun then when those things actually do happen last but not least, you also reserve the right to delete things on your to-do list, As you are looking at your list, know that that list is allowed to evolve. You do not have to do every single thing. You do not have to do every single thing every single day. And there might be some things that you do for a season of your life that you do not need to do forever. And that's okay. So if you find yourself looking at a particular task and thinking, Oh, really, you you can ask yourself, do I really need to do this? And if it doesn't support something that is a priority for you, you are allowed to delete that task, which is very easy and just as satisfying as doing it. Last but not least, a final bonus thought for you. This isn't so much an alternative to doing things on the list, but it's something that I wanted to mention because it has really helped me when it comes to a productivity mindset especially if you find yourself feeling disappointed that you have not accomplished enough in a given day. Something that I have really enjoyed doing is keeping a list of things that I have accomplished. And obviously I don't do this on every single thing every single day. But for things that are really important to me, like this podcast, for example, I set up a little note on my phone that I call the Project Momentum Tracker. And for each of the important little actions that I set an intention to do, I add it to that list when I do it, and that feels really good. So then I'm not beating myself up that I'm not far enough along, because instead every time you know on these Wednesdays and on these Saturdays that I have the time to take those inspired actions, I'm adding them to that list so that I can see how far I've come. So circling back to how to make this work for you, your clarity question that we looked at at the top of this episode is what really matters to me that I'm not making enough time for? And the purpose of asking this question is not to judge yourself. It is not to beat yourself up. It's so you can have the awareness to identify something that you would like to make more room for in your life, starting with adding that to your inspired to-do list. So your inspired action for today is to add that thing, something that honors that thing to your to-do list with a priority setting and a recurring frequency that feels right to you. Know that it is always adjustable. You can revisit this at any time and adjusting is always part of the journey. So if you have a to-do list system that you don't feel like is working for you right now, I highly, highly recommend downloading Todoist. It's free. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And it makes it so easy to prioritize things, to defer, delegate, delete, uh, all of the things. So I really hope you enjoy that. I really hope it serves you. In the next episode coming up, we're going to look at Something else I'm super passionate about, which is mood boosting mindset habits. These are some little things that really were life changing for me when it came to overcoming depression and anxiety. I struggled with both of those conditions for a very long time, anxiety in particular. And I found that there were some little inspired actions that I adopted along the way over the course of this past 10, 12 year journey that have really supported me in living a happier life. So next week, if you would like to hear that episode and you have not already subscribed and you would like it to show up for you automatically, then be sure to subscribe to the incremental upgrade wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have already done that, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, If you feel like this episode served you today, then I would be so, so grateful if you could spare 20 seconds to make a quick deposit in the Karma Bank and leave a quick review. If you have tried any of these little incremental upgrade inspired actions so far and gotten a positive result, I would love to hear about it or if there is something else in your life that you'd like to upgrade, I would love to hear about that so that I can touch on it in a future episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I wish you all of the peace and productivity there is on your uniquely evolving journey, and I'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jenngray.com.